Okay, let's start our discussion of this year's Parshas Chayei Sarah. Parsha of the death of Sarah, as it's called Chayei Sarah, as we know the death of Yaakov is in Vayechi Yaakov, because the Tzadikim and Tzadkaniyos throughout the ages, even in their death, they are alive. So Chayei Sarah starts off discussing the death of Sarah, and we have the beginning of the Parsha, Vayu Chayei Sarah, Me'a Shana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'sheva Shanim, Shnei Chayei Sarah. These are the lives of Sarah. Remember, a number of years ago, not for now, we discussed uh, why 127, the Medrash about Rabbi Akiva giving shear and his Talmudim falling asleep. Okay, not for, uh, not for now. But we're going to focus on the second passage. Sarah is, has died in Kiryat Arba by Yavo Avraham. Avram comes. So first we'll focus on the first half of that phrase, and then we'll focus on the second half. Where did Avram come from? He came, says Rashi, Vayavo Avraham mi Beersheva. That's where he was. After the Akkad, he went back to Beersheva. What was Sarah doing in Hebron? And he was in Beersheva. The last we heard, Avraham was in Yerushalayim at the Akkad. But he went back to Beersheva, says Rashi. But there are two other Pshatim in the Medrash. In the Alkit Shimoni, in source number one, we have the Medrash quoted that, Darshur Aboseinu bi Alkit Shimoni, Vayavo Avraham lispola Sarah kosa. Mehechan ba, where did Avram come from? Rabbi Levi Amar Mikvuraso shall terach with ba. He came from burying his father. From the Kvura of Terach to burying Sarah. That's where he came from. First opinion. Amalei Rabbi Yossi. Vahalo kadma kvuraso shall terach le kvuraso shall sarash deishanim. What do you mean? It was a two year gap between Terach's death to Sarah. So what do you mean he came from there? Ella, rather, says Rabbi Yossi, Mehar Hamoriaba. He came from the Akeda. He came from Haramoria. Umesa Sarabot me ototsar. And Sarah died, as we know the Medrash tells us. That's what Rabbi Yossi says. We have the end of the last week's Parsha. We have the Akeda. And we have the beginning of this week's Parsha. Sarah's uh, burial. They're connected to each other. So Machlok is in the Medrash. Right, where did he come from? Did he come from Kfuras Terach? Did he come from the Akeda? Says the Sefer put out, I mentioned a few weeks ago in Shul, the Shalhevis Yosef. Shalhevis Yosef was put out by a Talmud of Ravadi Yosef, who wants everybody to remember all the Torah and the stories of Ravavadia. So he has one thought on every Parsha, and he has three pages of stories about Ravavadia connected to that thought. That's the whole Sefer. Shalhevis Yosef. So in there, this is his question. What's the shot of this Medrash? So here you have the thought, and then feel free to look in the Sefer about the connected stories about Rav Ovadia. Says that he quotes the Sh- Rav Shach. What's the message of this of this Medrash? He came from Beri Terach. He came from the Akeda. Says Rav Shach, the Gemara is not giving a geographical uh, suggestions where he came from. It's not saying that, and it's not even saying a place like Beersheba. What is it saying? He's coming, Vayavo Sarah, Lispod Kosa. He's coming to be Maspid. Which angle is Avraham taking to focus his Hespid on? Where is he coming from, Lispod Kosa? Which facet of Sarah's amazing life is Avraham going to focus on to then give the Hespid? Vayavo, Mehechanba, where is he coming from? There's so much to talk about. Where's he come from, says Rav Shach? 
So, first opinion is, he's coming from the burial of Terach. Kvuras Terach. What does that symbolize? Rabbi Levi says, Klomar, line 7, Mikvuras ha'avodazarah shel Terach aviv. Burying Terach means burying that part of Avraham's life. Burying, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, in Lech Lecha, Avram himself was an Ovid of Adazara. And he was able to overcome. And he was able to realize that there is a Bore, there's a Baal Habira. Avram Avinu was able to, to see the, the, the completeness of the, of the world and of the creation. He was able to see everything. What gave him that Koach? Yes, obviously a lot himself, but it was also his partner in life. Sarah Imenu. Avram comes and says, where does he come from? He comes from a recognition that so much that he himself was able to achieve in life was because of his wife. The kfura of Terach, the kfura of Avram's past, of everything that happened in Haran and, and with uh, the Kivshan Ha'esh in Ur Kazdim, he came to recognize. That's what his hesped was focused on. Shekal line eight. Shekal akochos hagadolim. Shesigel laatzmo. Val yadam biyeres avodazara shalave. He was able to destroy his father's avodazara. Hayaze odosara ishto. It was because of at that time Sarai becoming Sarah. Shetamcha vaodada osa. It was because of my wife, like the famous story of Rabbi Akiva. It's all because of her. But then there's another opinion. Rabbi Yossi says, no, no, no. Rabbi Yossi says, no. Right? It sounds like he's asking a geographical question on him. But either way, what's his suggestion? He's coming from the Akedah. What's the message? What does Sarah have to do with the Akedah? Says Rav Shach, the Akedah happened. Avraham, and even more so Yitzchak, was able, they were able to pass the test of the Akedah only because what Sarah had put into them throughout the earlier years. How was Yitzchak able? This, this robust young man was able to, not so young, was able to give his, his, his life, to put his life on the line, not fight with his father, go and put his neck out literally because of the upbringing that he received from his mother. You want the greatest test? The greatest litmus test, says Rav Shach, says Avram Avinu about Sarah. You know what I want to praise her about? I want to praise her. Look at her children. Look at the Akedah. That's the element that he's coming from, the aspect that he's coming to be Maspid, his wife. Rise Rav Shach, Yachtav, line 13. How did they have the inner fortitude? How were they able to do it? Yitzchak didn't have such a great chevra. Right, so where did he learn it from? It came from his mother. It came from Sarah. She guarded him. She was the one that said, Yishmael's got to go. Because she realized it's dangerous for Yitzchak. Like we find by throwing, he quotes it, throwing Yishmael out. And that's the message. From which angle is Avram taking that he's going to be Masmid Sarah? From the Akedah. Because Sarah, the Akedah is all you. 
And he says, that's what he comes. You might say there are other Midrashim. What does the first Rashi say in the Parsha? That would be a great thing to be masked her about. Talk about her own life. No, no, no. Talk about her kids. Because the success of a child is so much tully on the parents. Obviously, in HaKadosh Baruch too, we could do everything, but it's Yata Deshmaya. But we have to do our best. That's the message. So he says towards the bottom line, 33, How much we have to be mashkia into our children. What does he pick to choose? He picks the achievements of the son. The achievements of the son set a barometer and tell us about the, about the, uh, the parent. Elashi, Tiva, obviously, there are exceptions. Chizkiyo HaMelech was a great king, but he had a son that wasn't so great, the, the, the Navi tells us. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But most of the time, many times, if there are amazing achievements by the child, you know, the parents could take some credit for it, and that's what Avram Avinu is giving to, to Sarah Imenu. The only problem that we're left with now, says the Shalhevis Yosef, is so why was Sarah so upset when she heard about it? Right, we say she was shocked. She was shocked, and oh my God, right, the Satan, whatever it is. But she set him up for it. I mean, she prepared him to be Moser Nefesh, Al-Kiddush Hashem. So why was she so shocked? Like, I, I can't believe it. Okay, maybe it was just a motherly, the, the, the love that she had. So says the Shalhevis Yosef, and this is what we mentioned a number of years ago, answering another question that the Mepharshim ask, And that is, why is it called the test of Avraham and not the test of Yitzchak? Question that many Mepharshim ask. Right, Avram was going was gonna to kill his son, but his son was going to be killed. So we mentioned then, and it relates to exactly what he's saying right now. Sarah was helping and training her son to live Al-Kiddush Hashem. She was not expecting him to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. Living Al-Kiddush Hashem might even be a greater level, so to speak. And that's what we mentioned in the past, why it was told the test of Avram. He was going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. This act. Yitzchak was a one moment, one time. And we find many times throughout history, people are not ready to live Al-Kiddush Hashem. Even though many Jews throughout history were ready to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. To live Al-Kiddush Hashem is, is more of a commitment, so to speak, day in and day out. But says the Shalhevis Yosef, maybe that's why um, she, it was the unexpected. Because she couldn't bear it. I said, Yosef, she put on Yichi Al-Kiddush Hashem. To let her son lead, following her husband's footsteps. That is the the uh, what the what she was expecting to lead, and not to uh, and not to pass on at that moment to only die al kiddush Okay, moving right along. He quotes in the, ne- the next piece, the next paragraph, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shlakish, but we'll leave that for now. Let's continue with the second part of that Pasuk. So Avram comes, Vayavo Avraham, Lispod Lissara, Veliv Kosa, to be maspid her, to eulogize her, Veliv Kosa, and to cry for her. Question that we've dealt with, that many Mephoshim deal with, isn't the order switched? The Gemara tells us that the first couple of days are for crying after a relative dies. And after that, it's for Hesped, as even some have the minog, if it works out with scheduling. If I have a choice, when to be Menachem Avel, the first few days and the last few days, 
Halachas even if you could push it off to the later few days. Again, if you only have one, only has one time to go, then we go anytime we can during the uh, during the shiva. Rahman al Islam. But usually Bechi is first. That's the normal reaction, the emotional crying, and then Hesbid, the intellectual evaluation of the Niftar. Bechi and then Hesbid. And here it's the opposite. Here we have Lispo Lisara, Velivkosa, to give a Hesbid, Velivkosa, and even a small base in the Bechi, even a muted. So why the switch of the order? Says Ramosha Feinstein in the Drash Moshe. Two thoughts we'll have, first from the Ramosha and then from the Nitziv. Says Ramosha. Usually Bechi goes before in the process. As it says in Moed Katan. Just parenthetically, as it says in Moed Katan, Chavzayin. There is a Yehuda HaChas in the Sefer Chasidim. We mentioned this recently. That maybe even last week. That if there is an area of Torah that people aren't learning, one should study it. It's like a mace mitzvah. So one of the examples it gives is the third parak of Moed Katan. Right? Just because, halavai, it should only be lahalacha v'lo It's all about hilchas avelus. So we get to learn one line right now of the third parak. Right? Bechi is kodem lahaspid. Bechi is kodem lahaspid. We're going to have a few thoughts related to this type of, uh, these types of inyanim, because that's the beginning of our parsha. So Vitzarach Lomar says Ramosha, why is the Bechi here second and the Hespit first? Vitzarach Lomar ki Hespit pirusho l'daber b'shvach haniftar. What is what is Hespit mean? That means talking about the greatness and evaluating, uh, even being allowed to exaggerate a little bit according to halacha about the greatness of the person. Shemizayis overrule of kosul aridim os. That will cause people to cry. That's what a masbid does. He, call, he talks about, he or she, whatever it is, talks about the greatness of this person. And even if the listeners never knew the person, they'll realize the loss. So hespid leads to bechi. Right? We have three days of bechi, and then there's hespid, and then there's more bechi. V'lachain bedar kasher, ain't sarach shavach. If there is a dar kasher, if there is a dar that recognizes already who, who this person was, then you don't need the hespid right away. The bechi is automatic. After three days, when people think, okay, now I can stop crying, then we're maspid. Then there's sheva. Then we can continue being maspid for this person. They realize, oh, I get us. I should keep crying because the loss is so great. So normally when it's a dark kasher, the bechi comes first. Because that's natural. You realize, we realize who was lost. And then we have the hespid to kind of continue the bechi. But if I'm giving a hespid for sorry, imenu, surrounded by the benechis, the people who have different values, opposite values, Oh, right, Ephron Achiti, his values are Emor Ma'at, Emor Harbei Vase Ma'at, those types of values. So, Avob Bedar Ube Makom Shel Bnei Ches, She'en Yodim Ma'ala Sadik, Chutzrach Af Begimel Yamim Harishonim, Lispoda Sarah. They don't know anything. So, Avram wants to give him an inkling to get to the, they're not crying now. So, Avram starts with a Hesper right away. Because you have to realize who this was. She'en Yodim Af Bnei Ches, Hefsid Agado Sheyesh Bemisasa. 
So the Bnei Chais will realize the great loss. Barak Oznis Livkos, and only then they will uh, learn to to cry. Then answer number one says Reb Moshe. Usually Bechi is first because it's natural, followed by Hespid, which is to be Ma'over more Bechi. But if there's no Bechi at all, you got to start with the Hespid and then have the have the Bechi. Our Minagas to have Hespid right away, Kvura, right, causing the Bechi and then being Mamshech that for the next couple of days. The Nitziv has two other ideas. Answer number two and answer number three. Says the Nitziv in the Hemek Dover. and the first answer we might call a practical, pushit, simple reading answer. Usually the derech is for somebody to cry privately. What happens when a relative hears of the lost? They spend the next couple of hours crying amongst themselves. Then they're able to go in public and be maspid. But Avram had no time. Avram just got off the plane. He went straight to the Beisach Faris. Right? Everybody was waiting for him. He gets there. So what does he do? He's going to sit there and cry first. There's no time to cry. He can't cry. Everybody's waiting for him. They've gathered. Everybody's around. Right? And they were waiting for Avram to come. Right, the original source for waiting for relatives to come from Chutzlaretz, not Chutzlaretz, but from distant, is right here. They were waiting for Avraham. It's covered a mace. Mishum hachin is daris laspidus chila barabim. That's why you had to do hesped first. And you worry about the personal crying afterwards. Everybody was waiting for him. Tercha ditzibura. Even of the Bnei Ches. Answer number one. And then there's another answer. Says the Nitzif. Ve'od yesh hevdel, line number ten now. Be'inyin ha'meis ve'evalav. Says the Nitzit, there's going to be two factors here. Number one, does the death of this person cause a great change in my life? Number two, is there a lot, a lot to talk about about the person? Those two factors will determine which comes first, Bechi or Hespid. Let's read the words of the Nitzit. The first issue is, if the maze causes a change in the life of the Avelim, if it's going to cause such a big change in my life, even more than focusing on the ma'alot, on the ma'alot of the, of the niftar, then I'm going to focus on the bechi more than the, more than the aspid, because the bechi, I'm in pain because my life is going to be so different. So one factor is, if my life is going to be so different, then that might, the Bechi, because my life is going to be different, is going to override the Hesped, which focuses on the Milus of the, of the Nifteres. Unlike the opposite, if the death will not cause such a major difference in the life of those who are remaining, and the Shevach, of the Niftar or Niftaris is amazing, unbelievable. As a spade then the Hespid has to come first. In other words, if you look in the footnotes, source number right under Klomar, Even if the Shavach isn't so great, 
And also, the death causes a great shinu. If my life is very different, the bechi is going to be major. If there's not much to talk about about the nifteres, again, the bechi is going to be more than the hesped. But if both of those are not true, if there's not going to be such a change in one's life, and there's so much to talk about about the departed, then the hesped is going to be greater and more and qualitatively first and primary. Mishamachi, before getting back to our case, says that it's ill. I'll give you another example. By the Chorben bias, there was such a change in the world. We can't fathom. The greatest reason we're supposed to cry on Tishabav is because we don't even realize why we need to cry on Tishabav. We can't even we don't even know what a Beis was. There was such a change. We can't fathom it. So Akadosh Baruch Hu, the Pasuk says, cried first because that was that was the towering element that redefined everything, the change in the world. Shal Yedei Zenish Tanu Sidri Avoda Vod Harbe Shalok Kirtzon Kara Akadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachol Vehu Meruba Al Hespedo Al Kamed Sadikim Shenergu Bucherman Beis Hamigdash Mishamachi. That's why it says regarding the Beis Hamigdash, right? Regarding in the third line, the Pasuk in Yeshayahu Vayikra Hashem LeBechi UleMispeid. Because the change in the world with the loss of the Beis HaMikdash overrode the tzaddikim that were lost. Masha'en Ken Khan, line 10, Misa Sarah. But when it comes to Sarah Yimeinu, Largarma Avraham Shinui Bahalichas Olama Od. There wasn't going to be such a great difference in Avraham's life. He was already an older man. His kids were grown up. He's already, his son has already been through the Akedah. I mean, how much more does he have to teach him? As we mentioned earlier, she's already helped in the raising of Yitzchak. And there's so much to say about her. That's where the Hesped comes first. For both elements. Avram's life is not going to have such a change. And there's so much to talk about regarding Sarah. And that's why even, as we mentioned before, the Beis and Vilvkosa is even small. As if it's even muted. Even when there is Bechi. It's somewhat muted. And that's why we have the order that we have. And he relates it to when Shaul died, there's not going to be so much uh, change because Shaul wasn't the king anymore. Okay. Three answers. One from Rav Moshe and two from the Nitziv. Moving right along. Pasuk Tess. So we have the whole conversation between Avraham and Ephron. Ephron, the... Um, the, we know that the uh, sources, sources, not really early sources, but sources say that there are certain holy cities in Eretz Yisrael. Yerushalayim and, and uh, Tzvat and Hebron and Tveria. And each one is known by a, another, a different element. Hebron is known by, known for their dirt. And that's for the Kfura, the ultimate place of Kfura. So Ephron is even from Afar, right? the man who lived in, in, uh, in Hebron. That's what the Shorosh of his name is. So we have a conversation, the first business deal, uh, one of the first business deal in history, if not the first recorded in the Torah. Avram gets up, he offers him to pay for free, and he says, what's some money between us? No, just, it's no problem. Avram says, I want to pay for it. Lo Adoni Shema'ini, Ephraim says, Asadana Satilach, please take it. I'm giving it to you. Avram bows down, he says to Ephraim, I want to pay for it. 
Uh, everyone again says, please, what's 400 shekel between us? You know, come on. Alluding to what he wants. Avram pays all the money. We know the swindler, Ephron, says a little and uh, says a lot and does a little and he makes Avram pay in full. The question is, before that, okay, Avram wanted to pay. Why do you want to pay so badly? Why do you want to pay so badly? Either way, he was going to get it recorded. It was either going to be recorded as a gift or recorded as a sale. And either way, as we see, Ad Hayomazet, the world is not going to listen to our star, whether it's a star Matana or a star Mechira. So why was Avram so set on paying for it? He wants to give it to you to take it, take it and run. Why do you want to pay for it? Says the Am Simcha, source five, Pirish Rashi, Bekesef Malay, Ashalem Kol Shavya. On the left side, same page. Right? I'll pay for everything. A couple of sukkim before. You're our you're our prince. You're our prince. No, we'll give it to you. It's our covet. It's our covet. So why why did Avram want to pay so badly? So a number of answers given to this question. Says the Yam Simcha. His answer: Venira Lomar, Diadua, Dikfuras Hames Hu Mitzvah. Kfur is a mitzvah. Pasuk ki kavertik parenu bayomahu pasuk in kiseitze. Avraham didn't want to take any freebies when it comes to mitzvahs. Didn't want to take any freebies. He wanted to earn it. He wanted to get the credit for it. Hey nifsak Rambam, the ito poskim diader dafka liknos kol mitzvah v'loli tobachinam. Not to take mitzvos for free, but to to work for it and to pay for it and to make sure I do everything I can. And he quotes from the Ari Kadosh, line 18, The Rizal, he never focused. How much is it? I don't care. Whatever it is, just send it to me. How much does the safer cost? I don't care. Just send it. Whatever it is, I'll pay for it right away. When it comes to mitzvahs, I wanna I wanna earn it. Also, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, right? About not taking any shortcuts when it comes to the mitzvah. So then you have to earn it. We mentioned by Rivka come up in the also in the parsha later. Uh, the water didn't rise to her when she was doing the chesed. Only at the beginning, the simon, you know, that she was going to be the one. But after that, she had to do it all herself. Vim Kane on the next page. Avramavinu bevadai kiye mitzvahs kurasamis b'shleimus. Am Ravinu for sure did every mitzvah bishle Musa, as we know. Omishamhachi, Ratzel Shalim Bekasef Mali Daika. He wanted to earn it. Right, the Gemara says in Masechas Beitza that money for Shabbos and Yantif and maybe even tuition comes off the top. Doesn't count in our in our apportionment that Akadash Baruch Hu gives us in Rosh Hashanah. And some of Farshim explained maybe it applies to all mitzvahs. All mitzvahs. Not just not just uh, the Shabbos and Yantif and maybe Sudesh Rosh Chodesh according to some Girsos. When it comes to mitzvahs, we shouldn't, we're so mockbid when it comes to everything else. When it comes to mitzvahs, obviously, ain't som chanal But when it comes to mitzvahs, whatever it is, that's the attitude that we have to have. As it says, it quotes in, Uve Prachi, Hirgesh Avraham, Sheish Bemaras Machpela, Reach Shel Kedusha. He had the scent of Kedusha. Perkins or Belazar even quotes, How did Avraham Avinu know about this cave? Bishar Sharat Avraham El Abakar. 
when Avram went to the Bakar, Barach HaBakar, V'Nichnas Lamar Samach Pela, and he went in and he saw Adam and Chava there. It's like, oh, didn't realize. Didn't want to, didn't want to intrude. Shochvin Alamitos, V'Yashenim V'Neiros, Dokan Alayim, so he knew there was something special. Reason number one why he wanted to pay, he didn't want it to come, to come easy. Another answer he suggests, based on a, uh, a Gemara, a little circular answer, but I'll mention it because we're here. Yeishlomar Otam, Amailo Natalavram Avinu, as Razma Pela Bachidam. Why? Alpima de Isa, the beginning of Masechet's Kedushin. Lomdim. What is the source for what we do today? Kedushi Kesef. And everyone who gets married today gets married through money. Either through a ring, that's the Ashkenazic custom. Some Sephardim have the minug of giving a coin. My roommate in college, I was in a Kedushin at his wedding, and he dropped a, wi- a, a coin into his wife's hand. Harry Yisrael. Okay, so whatever the minug is, give anything that Shavu Kesef. Where's the source in the Torah? Does it say Kedushi Kesef works? The Torah doesn't mention it. The Torah says Kika Cheshishu Vaala. Doesn't say Kesef. So we know first the beginning of Masechet Kedushin. You learn it from this week's parsha from Stay Ephron. Kicha Kicha Mi Stay Ephron. That's the source. So maybe Avram Avinu saw Beruah Kadsho that, that this was going to be the source for Kiddushi Kesef. So he had to pay Kesef for it. It was only the source once he did it. Okay, but either way, maybe he saw Beruah Kadsho that this is going to be the source and therefore he had to establish that connection. The reason I wanted to mention this also, I once saw a beautiful thought related to this idea. Usually this is, this this comparison What's the source for marriage? Kedusha Kesef Kicha Kicha Mistei Ephron. And the question is asked: the source for marriage, a man being Makadish's wife, is buying a piece of property. That's what marriage is. Kedusha Kesef Oisha Nikneis. Right. The the model is the model is 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 that. So so a shot. No, it's just the opposite. It's connecting marriage to buying a piece of property, but in the opposite direction. Buying a piece of property and a Jew's connection to Eretz Yisrael is like a marriage. Putting it on its head. It's not saying the marriage is like a Kenyan karka, but the Kenyan karka is like a marriage. Because Am Yisrael is married to Eretz Yisrael. And that's the deeper message of the connection between the two. And maybe that's what Avram Avinu saw. He saw that this Kenyan that he is making now in Hebron... In Marasa Machpela, the first piece of Eretz Yisrael that a Jew bought, this was going to be a marriage. And he saw a marriage that was going to be based on this. He says, i got to buy it. i got to establish it like a marriage is established. And that's Kedusha Kesa. Okay. One more thought related to this first story. Again, as we know, two major stories in the Parsha. We have the story of Kura Sarah, and we have the larger story of finding a wife for Yitzchak and the story of Eliezer and Rivka. But one other thought, we usually don't have a tshuva of the Chassam Sofer in the Parshashir, but this is really a worthy of Parshashir, Chassam Sofer in the tshuva, it doesn't mean Nayaskama, but um, it is that material. The Chassam Sofer was asked a question, asked a question, right, in, uh, in Europe, where he lived. There was a cemetery, cemetery in... Um, Again, he was, he was writing the answer to, uh, to a Rav, HaKaretz, HaMufak, Mufersam, somebody who lived in Ibishitz of Rav Yonasan fame. So the question was asked, there was a cemetery and it was basically full. 
and they were going to build, they were going to ha- use more area in the Beis HaKvaros to bury. But the only way they could fit it in is in a different direction than all the other Kfaris up until then. All the other Kfaris were, were north-south. And the only way they could fit in more, whatever the case was, was east-west. Were they allowed to? Was that a problem? That was the question. So let's see what he says. Fascinating. So this was the question. She'el atol line two. Al dvar beis hakvaris she be'iro. Rigilim l'kvar laniach harosh l'tzafon v'raglav l'darom. The the head to the north and the feet to the south. Upesach sharaknisa l'kvaris u'l'darom. The gate of the cemetery was in the south, and they went in. Umachmas dochek hamakom because there was not too much space. Shenismali po elpe was full. Rotzelus shanos lahaschil shuras acheres mimizach l'mayrev. Is that okay? Not to change. So says the Chassam Sofer, what you quoted from Baba Basra, We know the Mishnayis already tell us in a few places. And Baba Basra explains, they used to be buried in crypts. There was a cave and in the cave, one could even see these uh, going archaeological uh, digs. You could see caves, and there were different crypts in areas inside each cave on all different sides. So you see they were buried in all different directions. So you already see from an early time that they weren't Makvit. And therefore, line 14, Mikom HaKom, Hanach Lam L'Yisrael, Im Einem Nevi'im, B'nei Nevi'im Heim, V'chodavr Shebezer Shomatam, Moser Nafsham, Allah V'Kadosh Baruch Hu, Meir Einayim, so Meikara din is not a problem. It's not a problem. Why should it be a problem? However, one's buried. Halachically. But now let me go to a little bit deeper, says Chsam Sofer. Why is the minhag in your cemetery? Again, now we have very large cemeteries. There are different areas. For example, take the Haram Nuchot, different mountains, different ways, different entrances. But maybe the whole thing doesn't apply to cemeteries here. Let's see what he says. Line 16. Hidi Margola Bapuma de Inchi. Why is it, let's say, in this cemetery that was asked, why they buried north-south with the feet facing south and the gate of the cemetery facing south? You know what the Maisekfura is? It's a testimony that we believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. And we believe we put the feet close to the door because they're going to get up and they're going to walk out. Or they're going to roll out, however it is. L'Ramos Ha'emuna B'Tchiyas HaMesim. The poskim talk about what we bury in Lermos. There are gemaras about that. So much that we do. What do we do right after a kfura? Right after a kfura, we say a special kaddish that we only say at a siyam and at a kfura. What do we say in that kaddish? We talk about tchias hamesim. What an amazing religion. Right after we bury our relative, we turn around and we said, "Do asid lizchadasa uva'achim misaya lizakli uva'achli yushalayim." We talk about binyan yushalayim because that's what we do. We've had more tsaris, but we turn around and we scream about chiyas hamesim. And even when we bury, v'ragalani lomar says the chasam sofer line twenty-two. She'alkein tiknu beberchas avaraba. What do we mean when we say v'solichenu komemios laartsenu? Oh, you mean by that? I don't want to go in a box. La'afuke la'acher misa al yidei gilgul. 
We want to go alive, standing straight up. That's not going to be komemius. But it's going to happen in that direction. And that's the emunah that we have in the direction of burial. So says the Chassam Sofer, let me explain based on that the answer to your halacha question. How a pose kadar uses this emunah idea, hashkaf and halacha, being intertwined in this tshuva. Vihine, says the Chazam Sofer, we here in Europe, when we want to go to Eretz Yisrael, how do we get there? Which direction? We have two ways to go. Either go straight south, hit the Mediterranean, take a quick left, and go straight. Right? South and then east. Oh, no, say, I mean, Myrav, Lemizrach. Or first go east, Le Constantadina, right? Constantinople. Omisham, Hove, Pan of Adam, and then go south about Eric Israel. So from Europe, you can either go east and south, or south and east. The Alkain. And therefore, Ubitvilasino, and Ophrim, Pan of Mizrach, Asrobis. That's why here in Europe, we dive in southeast. Kimavur, Bishokhan, Arachayim. The Alkain, therefore, Says the Chassam Sofer, it doesn't matter which way you bury, with the feet south or the feet east. Because either way, it's facing towards Eretz Yisrael. And we don't bury on an angle. Okay. She is Either way is good. We don't know which way the eagle is going to go. East, south, or southeast. And he says, you want to know, he says, you found, um, the Mayer, he says, sir, the Gemara, the Gemara, all the crypts they found, you know why they were buried in all different directions? Because that was in an Eretz Yisrael, they weren't going anywhere, they were there already. You have to be buried in a certain direction, Gilgal Machilos, if somebody's buried in Eretz Yisrael, they're not rolling anywhere, you're just getting up. And that's why this special school that some have to try to be buried on Arazesim, because your mom is there. Can't get closer than that. Right? Harazasim is one of in, in Halacha is really one of the most tahar places. Now it's a cemetery. But it's one of the most tahar. That's where the Davoda Paraduma is done in Harazasim. So we're gonna have to get everybody out from there and then do the, the Paraduma Voda and then be be batar everybody. The Mesim Kamim Vodim Matsalavo, Ubim Kamim Yandor Baglayam, right there. That's why in the Gemara you don't find any any kpeta about this. In kpeta beruchos, mashenkin bechutzlaretz, chutzlaretz, you have to be have a kpeta. But says the Chassam Sofer, so either way is good, no problem. You can make the new area west east if you could figure out a way to keep the minhag of that base akfar is going. Matova manoim, it's always good to have them all the same in the same you know same same cemetery. But make her a dinitz mutter. That's what he says at the end. Matov im efshar sheyiftachu od sharecha letzad shekeneged ragliyakvarim lekayim aminag anal kaamur. Maybe you could open up another gate on the east side. So you have the feet facing the east gate and the south gate. Right? Whatever you need to do is good. But that's the Chassam Sofer. The direction of burial, Eretz Yisrael, geography. There's a lot going on in this, uh, in this Chassam Sofer. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back to the Parshish here. Perach of Dalet Pasuk Lametes. 
Here we go. So we are in the story of Eliezer and Rivka. I shouldn't say Eliezer. He's not named Eliezer in this whole story. Something that we've noted in the past. He's called Evet Avraham. And once in a while at the end he's called Ish. Fascinating to study when he's called Evet Avraham and when he's called Ish. But he's not called Eliezer. But either way, we have one of the more discussed Rashi's. We have in the repeat. We know the story happens and then it's repeated. He repeats the whole story to Besuel and to Lavan. And he says, Yitzchak was born and Avram swore that he cannot uh, take a wife from the Benos Kanani. He had to go to, he had to Canaan. He had to go get a wife from, from the other country, the old country. And I told my master Avraham, this is Eliezer repeating the story. Maybe she's not going to want to come. What do I do then? I'm going to schlep there and she's going to say no. He said to me, don't worry about it. If something happens, you're, you're potter. You're potter. You know, you did your best. She doesn't want to come. She doesn't want to come. Rashi, Kodi Chazal, pick up on the word Ulai in Pasuk Lamed Tes, that it's spelled without a Vav. Usually the word Ulai is Aleph, Vav, Lamed, Yud. Ulai, maybe. Maybe she won't want to come. But here it's spelled Ulai without a Vav. Ulai. You switch around the Nakudos, as we know, there are no Nakudos in the Torah. You can read it, Eli. Eli to me. What do you mean, Eli? Rashi quotes that this was a hidden Machshava of Eliezer. Meaning what? Bas Haisalol Eliezer. Eliezer had his own daughter. He wanted his daughter to marry Yitzchak. Eli. And there, but Avram wasn't interested. Right, I am Baruch. Hashem gave me the power of Baruch in Lech Lecha, and you are an Eved. And Avadim are Arur. They're, they can't, the two can't meet. But you see from here that Eli, he had this Ratzel. Ask Rav why is this Remez only in the repeat of the story? The first time it happened too, look back. Look when Eliezer said this to Avraham. Pasuk hey earlier. Vayomer elav ha'eved. The Eved says to Avraham, Ulai lo tobe ho'isha lo lecha zacharai alar zazos, maybe she won't want to. And there's written Mali with a vav. Why is the Torah only Merames this later on? And not originally. He's already thinking it. He's probably thinking of it even more here at the beginning. Why is it only Merumaz hinted to in the repeat of the story and not and not later on? Says or Schwab in the Mayan Beis HaShoeva. <coughs> Line 13. V'nira Pashat. Sheba'ulai harishon lo haisa kavanasu nikeres. By the first Ulai, it was, a, it was a honest, fair question that he was asking. Avram, what if she doesn't want to come? So it's not Nikar what his machshavas were. He was asking a fair question. So it's not alluded to there. But now he's telling the story over. Is that detail so important? Is that detail so crucial that he's saying, and you know what I said, maybe she doesn't want to come. But she does. Why does he have to repeat that? Says Rav Schwab, maybe he's trying to plant a seed, to try maybe hoping that lotove ha'isha 
Why is he repeating that? Now, Chazal asked that question. And now the Torah is being Marames. A lie. Hashem already made him successful and she already basically said yes. He's giving them a chance. Maybe she will want. Oh, really? Oh, maybe Pesul is going to turn to, to and love is going to say, yeah, you don't really want to go, do you? You want to schlep there. You know, you know how many camels you're going to have to feed there. So he's already giving them a chance. Even after the story, the miracle already happened. What's he saying? That's why. That's why Chazal had the hint here. And Rav Schwab says, amazingly, he says, look in Megillas Rus. In Rus, we have something that I don't know, maybe we have it in one or two other places, but maybe it's the only place, I don't remember. We have what's called the Korean Exiv, many places in the Torah. It's read one way, but it's written another way. But in Megillus Rus, there are words that are totally not written. And you read them. The Mesorah is to leave blanks in the Megillah. And their words are read there. It just doesn't say the words. They're invisible. You don't write. Right? We have in the Torah. Sometimes it says one word and you read it another way. We have it in the Tochacha. So in Rus, there are certain words that are not there and you read them. One of them is a Pasik when Rus is talking to Naomi and saying, top of the next column, Vatomereleha. Rus says to her, Kalasher Tomar Elai Everything that you say to me, I'm gonna do. The word Elai is not there. You look open up a Megillus Rus. The word Elai is not there. We read it Elai. But it's not there. Whatever she says. Because Rus took her Elai totally out. There's nothing personal. There's no personal negius why I want this. A lie, what do we have a lie? A lie means I'm per, I have a personal agenda here. That's what Evan Avraham had. Rus, it's not even there. Nothing. Right? She wants nothing except to be a Jew. A lie nikra velonechtav. Lahoros, that it's all not just because I want some money and I'm a poor, I'm a poor uh, widow. I want to be part of Am Yisrael, and that's what um, Boaz answers her. Brucha biti. You're from the Baruch world. You're from the Baruch world, like Avram Avinu is the Baruch and Elazar is the is the Mekulal. You're from the Baruch world. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. A couple of more thoughts for tonight. Let's go to Perek Chavdalat Pasagud. As he's telling the story, over. He swears. So, Shlishi. I'm sorry, this is when the story is occurring, uh, when it's uh, repeating. The Evet takes. He has everything. He has camels, and he has all the goodness of his master. The call to Vadonov Biyado. All the goodness. What does that mean? The call to Vadonov? Everything. Says Rashi. Shtarmatana. Kasavli Yitzchak. Al call Asherlo. He gave Yitzchak everything. Shtarmatana. He gave Yitzchak everything. Al call Asherlo. Kadeshiyik Besulishlak lo bitam. So he knows what these guys are into. He knows what love and Besul are after. They're probably like Ephron. 
They're into money. So take the star that Yitzchak owns everything. Yitzchak owns everything. Good. Fine. Ask the Mefarshe Rashi. It's a similar kind of question to what we discussed last week a little bit when we're asking a halachic question based on an activity of the Avos. But this is already early. The Mizrahi, one of the greatest commentaries on Rashi, asked Rabbi Leozio Mizrahi, isn't there a concept called Yerusha? There's a myth of Yerusha. Avramavina was Mekayim Kalatar Akula. There was an older son here that was being left out of the picture. Right? There was a Bechor that was being left out of the picture. Ask the Mizrahi. The Gemara even tells us, even if your oldest son is not the greatest Sadik, you can't uproot the entire mitzvah. What does it say here? Rashi quotes, Shtar Matana, he gave everything to Yitzchak. And we know Yisrael even did Shuva. We don't know when that is. Ask the Mizrahi, so it's not of Yishla Tamua. Eich Asa Avraham. As the Gemara says in Yuma, how did he give everything away? How did he give everything away? So the Mizrahi throws up his hands and says, basically, Xeris Akasif. What's Xeris Akasif? Avram had Xeris Akasif. Hashem told him, Avram says, your halachic Xeris is Yitzchak, period. Okay. You're telling me my only halachic son really is Yitzchak, so I'm giving him everything. That's the Mizrahi's answer. But there's another suggestion. And that's mentioned by Rabbi Yosef Engel. And it's something that we don't always think about. About Yishmael. Says the Beis HaOtzar, Rabbi Yosef Engel, in his, uh, his, uh, his amazing Bacchus. I just gave you also... Rav Yosef Engel, we don't have a commentary of his on Chumash. We have on Kol Kisvei Rav Yosef Engel. But somebody put together recently uh, on at least Bracious, maybe there's that more, I only have Bracious, the Teferis Yosef. It takes from all of his Svarim on, on Chumash. So you have that in source number 11. It's collections from the Beis Ozer. It's just a nicer print in the Teferis Yosef. So I gave it to you in the Teferis Yosef. But in the piece in the Beis Ozer, yes, deals with this question of the Mizrahi. And he says, Nirel and he is Daiti Pashut. When is there a problem of removing the Yerusha from one son to another son? When somebody has two Jewish sons. Two Jewish sons, you got to leave a little bit for both. The Yitzchak Yisrael. Suggest the Beis HaOtzar and he has Midrashim to back him up. Was Yishmael Jewish? Was he Jewish? He was born from Avram. Well, Avram was the first Jew. When did Avram become Jewish? When did Avram become Jewish? You can't become Jewish without a bris milah. Avram Avinu already gave birth to Yishmael before he was ready by Zriya. Sorry, gave, uh, Hagar gave birth before the bris milah. Suggest the base of Yishmael wasn't Jewish. He, Avram, was Malim. Okay, even he was Malim, Lashem Geras. Gershon is Gar, Ganshanola, dummy. Only after the bris milah Yitzchak was born. And that's the only halachic son that he had. And that's the Mizrahi. Maybe that could even be, we say, the Rashi at the end of this week's parasha, Malamei, Shasa, Tshuva. Tshuva sometimes can mean that 
Maybe he even decided to become Jewish. There are parallels in halacha between Gerus and Shuva. The Shulchan Aruch even quotes that if somebody's about Shuva, there's a minog. Somebody's, go to the mikvah. Going to the mikvah when somebody becomes about Shuva and starts being Shomri Torah Mitzvahs. Not halachically, they're always Jewish if they have a Jewish mother, but it's an idea. A minog. Suggests Rabbi Yosef Engel, that answers the Mizrahi's question. Because he wasn't Jewish. And he says, where do I get this from? It's in the Pirush of the Bali Atosvis on Chumash. Phenomenal Bekiyas. He quotes various Midrashim in source number 11. Let's just do that Bali Atosvis. Says the Bali Atosvis, bottom right. Line 11. Vizela Shono. Pirish Rashi. Pirish Rashi. He's quoting first the Rashi at the beginning of the Sedra. Kulan Shavin Latova. By, by, what does it say? By Sarah. Right? Shnei Chayei Sarah. They're all good. They were all good. Because it says the language of repeats it. The Afal Gav asked the Bali Atosfas, the Rishonim. It also says that by Yishmael. Were they all good by Yishmael? Shnei Chaye, same phrase. Chazalto Darshan, they're cool and Shavan Latova. Maybe he did Shuva. Kitvirish Rashi, as Rashi says, Gabe Vikro, so Yislam Yishmael Banav. Vigershen is Gayer, Kikatan Shinola Dami. All of his Jewish years were Latova. He wasn't Jewish yet. So yes, you could darshan it about Yishmael too. Kulan Shavin Latova. Because you only count the years that he was Jewish. And that was much later. In all those years, they were Shavin Latova. But it's a baliatosis. He calls other midrashim that go to the other side. But at least this is a suggestion. And it might even have ramifications throughout history. When we call the Yishmaelim our cousins, maybe it's not so simple. Maybe it's not so simple. You know, they're Yishmael. They're the only other nation in the world that has God's name in their name. That's true. Yishmael and Yisrael. There is a connection there. But maybe at root it doesn't go so close. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. I gave you 11 and 12. Feel free to look at the other Midrashim that he quotes. Two more thoughts for the evening. Perach of Dalit, Pasuk Yudalit. As we know, Eliezer makes a condition with God, basically. On his way, he says, Hashem, I don't know how I'm going to find this woman. You know, I don't have any shidduch list. I don't know how I'm going to find a woman. I don't know anybody there. So you know what? First woman who offers me some water. You know, that, uh, and my camels too. First woman. The Gemara in Tainus says this wasn't so appropriate what he did. He's taking his chances. Says the Gemara in Tainus. You have a quote in the beginning of Source 13. Tainus Avdalah. Shlosha Shalu Shloka Hogan. Three people asked God inappropriately. Shnayim Eshiva Kaogan. But two of them worked out. Laechad Eshiva Shloka Hogan. One of them did not work out. Who worked out? First one, Eliezer Evan Avraham, right here. It worked out. He asked God, please give me a sign. So anybody could have come. But Rivka came out. So it worked out well for him. Shaul ben Kish. Shaul also, right, whoever kills Goliath is going to get my daughter's hand in marriage. So anybody could have killed Goliath. It happened to have been David HaMelech. But it worked out well. And Yiftach HaGiladi. The first thing out of my house, I'm going to give us a carbon if you help me win this war, God. And his daughter came out of the house. And it's a machlokas we've shown him what he actually did with her. Last Ramban and Sefer Vayikra. 
The question is asked, if they all asked inappropriately, so why did two out of three get a good answer, it worked out, and the third one didn't? What's different between Shaul and Eliezer and Yiftach HaGeladi? One of the more tragic stories in Sefer Shoftim. So the second Rav Shach of the evening is quoted in the Mishpat Zohav, a great Sefer on Navi. Yazan Avirim Rishonim says the Mishpat Zohav. There's a difference between the first two, source number 13. You have it? Right? Says the, uh, says the Mishpat Zohav. Eliezer and Shahul were both asking regarding, were both asking something regarding marriage. When it comes to marriage, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always involved. And therefore, asking the question and putting the onus, so to speak, on God is not so inappropriate. Okay, yeah, do your establish. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in every shidduch. We kind of look around like, how are these people married? Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How did it work out? You knew somebody. Halavai, everybody should have that problem, how they get married. Just solve the crisis. But when it comes to marriage, we could be a little more noten and weighing on God, and that's why those two, they got, they got good answers. You have to have to do with marriage. If you help me win the war, whoever comes out. Okay. That's Roshach. The other answer given, though, it's in the Magalia Sashas, which is a compilation of uh, thoughts, Hasidic thoughts, on, uh, on various Gemaras, on Tainus. He quotes there. It's a, more, a different answer given by Rishonim in other contexts. And that is, there was a logic to it. It wasn't arbitrary. What did Eliezer say? Whoever does the Misa Chesed for me, that's the one. That makes sense. He wants a Balas Chesed. So that's, that's, that's what he's doing. Does it? What does is, what is, uh, Shaul say? Whoever is Zoche to kill Goliath, who's that going to be? It's obviously going to be somebody who has a lot of Schuyos on his side. Obviously, it's not going to be just uh, uh, some, uh, some schlepper. It's going to be somebody who's significant. But Kodesh Baruch is going to help. But what did Yiftach say? Whoever comes out of my house first. What is that? It could be a person. It could be an animal. Whatever comes out of your house first. That's totally arbitrary. So it's his fault. And that's why it didn't work out. A difference between the first two and the last one. And one final thought for the evening. One final thought. We'll end with a thought on the famous Rashi. Rashi tells us, as we know, in Pasik Samach Zion, not too many prakim in the Torah have 77, 67 psukim to them. Last Pasik in the parak. We know the prakim don't come from a Jewish source. But either way, right, 67 psukim about the story. What happens? Yitzchak brings Rivka in, and we know... He is comforted. He is comforted. Why is the tent called Sarah's tent? What's the connection? What does Sarah have to do with this? So Rashi quotes, there were three Nisim that occurred throughout when Sarah was alive. And they stopped occurring since Sarah died. And now they came back when Rivka came back. Says Rashi. Klomar, Venasis Dugma Sara Imo, Shakosmancha Sara Kayemas, Hayaner Daluk Be Erev Shabbos, Lair of Shabbos. The candle was lit the whole week. Ubracha Mitsuya Beisa. And there was Bracha in the dough. The Anan Kashura La Oel, and there was a cloud, a cloud of the Hashrasa Shrina on the tent. The Mishamesa Pasku, Ukshabas Rivka Chasru. Now they came back. Three Nisan. Many explain, I gave it to you from the Birchas Yisrach, Rabbi Ganak Sefer. 
that these three Nisim also occurred in the Mishkan. It's really a Svasemis. Right? The three Nisim occurred also in the Beis HaMikdash and in the Mishkan. Right? A candle. It's the menorah. And Bracha Be'isa. That's the nase of the Lechem Apanim. Stayed fresh the whole week. And the cloud. Same exact, same exact three. Because all three represent Hashra Sashrina. And what we're supposed to do in our own homes, in our tents and in our houses, is to have that Hashra Sashrina. Like the Gemara says at the beginning of Sota, right? Ish and Isha, if we have a Shem between a man and a woman, the Yud from Ish and the Hay from Isha, then this Hashra Sashrina is a wonderful marriage. You take out Hashem, take out a Shrina, there's Ish, there's fire. So the tent is Hashra Sashrina. And they were shovel, even quotes around Ramban from the Hadama Tishmos, that when the Mishkan came, finally, and the cloud came down at the end of Pukude, they were shoved to the Milas Havos, because the Avos were able to do this in their own houses. We have our national house that we do it in. But then Rabbi Ganak adds, maybe this is also connected to the Mishnah in Baba Malika. The Mishnah that we say Friday night, Three Averos that women have to be especially careful with. Nida, Chala, Havlaka, Saner. No, Rashi Tevis, Chana. Chala, Nida, Havlaka, Saner. Why dafka these? Because these three parallel. These three mitzvahs bring the Shechina. Havlaka, Saner, that's the Ner. Chala is Chala. What's Nida? Nida is Taras HaMishpacha. Keeping the unique relationship between a husband and a wife. That's Rosh Hashina behind the scenes. It says, like the Gemara I quoted before, Ish, Isha, when there's Yud and there's a Hey, when Hashem exists between the husband and the wife, the special connection between husband and wife, halachically, is related to Rosh Hashanah, says that connects to the cloud. So And the Nidas connected Anan He says both of those are connected to bringing the Shechina down between a husband and a wife. So these are the three mitzvos that we have to be extra makbid on, and the goal is to make each of our own houses into houses where the Shechina is present. Again, this was a special early version of the uh, of the Parsha Shir. Be by the Shem, any of our listeners in Tinek, I'll be in uh, in Rina Yisrael, Shul and Tinek on uh, on Shabbos, by the Shem, giving a bunch of Shirim over Shabbos. By the Shem, hope to see uh, any of our listeners there uh, over Shabbos. Okay, by the Shem, next week I will try to give a Parsha Shir. By the Shem, I'll try. The time constraints um, are uh, are limiting, but by the Shem, I'll, I'll do my best. But uh, we'll see what we can do.